Hello everybody and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo eSports podcast. This is episode 29 for the week of July 17th, 2018. Well, thank you very much for putting that in the uh, in the show notes so I don't have to look at the actual date and I can actually get it right for the listeners, so that's great. You're my, welcome. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and this week I'm joined by in the Team Envious jersey, Will, aka I am Mr. Mayhem, Will. How are you on this fine Sunday evening? I'm doing well. Um, yes, I'm wearing an Envy jersey. Sad that they weren't there at NOLA. But um, yeah, we're recording on a different day just uh, for a schedule change. You guys will still hear this on Tuesday. But for us, it's Sunday and we're here right after the NOLA event. We're bringing you the news as soon as we got it. I'm excited. That's not the reason why we're doing this on Sunday. <laughs> No, I. So I'm on call for the my job, uh, this coming work week, and I was supposed to have that phone, which means any client can call at any time over the weekend that Nola happens. Um, but shout out to Conrola. It's gonna throw you out there. Um, you've had to deal with some shit this weekend, but I appreciate you very much for doing that for me. And yeah, the reason why we're recording on a Sunday night instead of on a Monday when we normally record is because my work shift is now later on this work week, which means that we'd be recording very late and things wouldn't work out very well. So we're doing that on Sunday. So why not? Here we are. Here we are indeed. Will, what do we always start the show off with? Rostermania! Well, we usually start with Rostermania, but... Since we're going to be talking about these teams later, yes, in our roster recap before NOLA, all that information is going to be there. We don't want to repeat it twice, so look for it a little further down in the show. Exactly. So does that do it for Roster Mania? <laughs> that's it for Roster Mania. <laughs> but what that's not it for is Will's Adventures Within the Halo-ers. Yeah, so um, since NOLA was today, and Sunday is usually the day I have to play, Yes, I did not play any new Halo. Listeners, I want you guys to know something. <laughs> Uh-oh. When Josh does this Will's Adventures... <laughs> what? You have to imagine this guy is sitting in a chair across from me. His oh, no. arms are out shaking, waving back and forth. He gets all wide-eyed. It's hilarious to see, but since we are coming through you on a podcast... I think I need to videotape this and put it on our Twitter. Once. I don't think we've ever explained what happens when I do that. No. Because we did say that it's not pre-recorded. Yeah. It's me doing it every single week. But, I mean, you, you would think that eventually we do, like, a video version. Eventually. I don't know when maybe. the fuck that's going to happen. Yeah. But eventually we would maybe have one. But, yeah. I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I have a fun time with it. It energizes me. It wakes me up. It pumps me up. That's good. Um, But yeah. So you didn't play any Halo. No, today would have been my day, but NOLA finals. I had to watch. Hard to game and watch at the same time. It's true. I played a little bit of uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild while Championship Sunday was going on. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to get some shrines completed. But you know what we have been playing, Will? What's yeah, do you want to? We're letting the listeners in on this. We're adventure. gonna let the listeners know. So, Will and I have just started. When I mean just started, I mean by what two days ago now. Yeah, we got our first decks. Yeah. So as of two days ago, we started playing Magic: The Gathering, because the core set 2019 came out, which means it's a very easy and 
good way for new people to get into play. And so, yeah, that's what we did. It's uh, it's it's really enjoyable. I like it. Is. it. Yeah, it's really fun. We we both just got two starter decks. I got red. You got black. And yeah, yeah, we had some pretty evenly matched games. Yeah, so it was it was fun. It's good shit. But yeah, that's that's really all we've been up to, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's about it. Should we get into some news? Yeah, let's do it up. First and foremost, Halo Fireteam Raven stats are now tracked within Halo Waypoint. So if you don't know what Halo Fireteam Raven is, that is the Dave and Buster's arcade game. As a matter of fact, Will, we need to find out if and when it's coming to the one, um, fuck, where, what city is it in? Burnsville? Is it Burnsville or is it Edina? Edina. Somewhere around the metro. Yes. <laughs> um, of Minnesota, that is. So yeah, we, we need to see when it's going to be at the Dave and Buster's there and we need to go and play that game. I'm super excited. I really want to play it. We're going to spend all the money on the arcade game. Apparently, it's not that difficult. Awesome. Yeah. So, and I, I'd love to actually sit and play through it. It'd be sweet. So, how this happens is there's a Halo Waypoint article. We'll include that along with everything else we talk about in the show notes of the show. Um, you can track your performance and earn rewards by logging into the Halo Fireteam Raven arcade cabinet. Follow the steps below to log into your Xbox Live account with a QR tag. First, visit the Halo Fireteam Raven service record. Second, generate a QR tag for your account. Third, scan your QR tag before you play your session begins. And fourth, return to Halo Waypoint to view stats and claim awards. Please allow up to eight hours for awards to be delivered on Halo Waypoint. If you encounter any problems during your arcade experience, please contact Play Mechanics support at the number they provide. So yeah, that's actually kind of cool. You can play an arcade game and your stats are still tracked on Halo Waypoint. That's really, really cool. And then also, something else I, f- I f- didn't mention ever... Um, I went on like a nostalgia trip because we know that there aren't any dedicated Halo 4 uh, playlists in that MCC update that's going to be coming out, but they still have the Halo 4 service record on Halo Waypoint. The way that site is laid out is incredible. Absolutely incredible. So people who've played Halo 4 online, if you have yet to check out your service record in quite some time, go ahead and take a look. It's sweet. Great graphics on that website. Just want to throw that out there. Um, next up, the HCS Rec Pack is available within Halo 5. Um, I don't know how long it's going to be available for, but if you were missing any of the HCS skins, not team skins, but just regular HCS skins, you can go ahead and buy that pack. It's $9.99. Um, and like I said, money that was money that is spent on that Rec Pack goes towards the prize pool, but I don't know how long, how much longer this pack is going to be available. So just keep that in mind. Next up, the Forge-tacular Halo 2 Anniversary Contest winners have been announced. There's a YouTube video. It's a little over two minutes long. You can go ahead and check it out. Um, I watched it. I didn't include the actual winners. Check out the video. The maps look really sweet, though. So congratulations to them. Next up, Community Slayer is now within Halo 5. Playlist uh, of just 4v4 Slayer. Or is it 5v5? Shit, I forgot. Either way, it's one of the two. All community-made maps. And I believe they're all new as well. So go ahead and check that out. I mean, I don't... I imagine it's not going to be around too long. But, Will, what you and I should do is we should get these maps downloaded. And then these could be included in our um, next community playdate rotation. Let's do it. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. So we'll do that. Next up, there is a there's going to be a UGC $1,500 2v2 Halo 5 tournament. Registration is now live at the link that we provide. Check it out. 
And last but not least, a few things that were announced during New Orleans. Tickets for HCS London are going to be available starting July 20th, so only a few days from now. Uh, HCS 2018 Finals is being held at DreamHack Atlanta, along with a $300,000 prize pool, which is bonkers. It's a lot of money. It is. But not only that, something that people have been clamoring for for a long time, it's not 4v4, but still, there's going to be a Halo 3 2v2 tournament at DreamHack Atlanta as well with a $10,000 prize pool. Along with an update that is coming to MCC featuring true offline LAN. So hopefully there's no disconnects that happen. Woo! And it's going to be taking place from November 16th through the 18th, 2018. Um, Tickets will be available, I imagine, soon. So keep your eyes peeled for Twitter and all that. We'll probably tweet it out when it comes out, too. But yeah, absolutely awesome to see another Halo 3 tournament coming into the mix. Yeah, maybe... uh... I think some old pros will jump in the end oh, to see if, the way that the casters were talking oh, they were about hyped. it. Absolutely, they were hyped. Yeah. I'd like to see Nated in there. Sure, I want to see Clutch. Yeah, in there as well. Apparently, I, I I thought was it Wonder Boy? It was somebody who tweeted out that said that uh, casters are not allowed to participate. <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, all right, that's super super sick. That's gonna do it for the news. Will, do you want to talk about some scrims real quick? So yeah, we did have some scrims happen before NOLA. So on Monday, July 9th, Renegades went up against Elevate. The series score was 12-3 going to Renegades. We also had Tox take on Team Reciprocity, which was 10-5 going to Reciprocity. Um, on Tuesday, July 10th, Fung 4 faced off against Trifecta. The series was a 3-3 tie. Reciprocity went up against Elevate. That was a 12-3 series score going to Reciprocity. And then Tox faced off against Renegades. It was a 2-0 short series to Tox. Um, on Wednesday, July 11th, Gosu Crew versus Verticon. It was 10-3 Gosu Crew. And Thursday, July 12th, Tox took on Elevate. Series score 9-3 to Tox. We'll have um, those recaps linked in the show notes. Thanks again to Halo Data Hive for providing all that he does for us. Yeah, not only with the scrims, but with every single series of NOLA and every single series of every previous tournament as well. Yeah. He's a rock star. Hell yeah. Absolute rock star. Should we get into some tournament recaps, Will? Take it. Let's let's, uh, see what we got. All right. Only a couple. And and I think one is still going on, so we don't really have results to provide. But first one, UGC Halo 5 $300 Amateur 2v2 July 13th tournament, which I believe is still going on. So I don't have results for you right now. Um, I'll, I'll have a bracket. You can go ahead and check it out. We'll probably hit on the results next week. Okay. Yeah. We'll hit on the results next week. I'll include a link to the bracket in the show notes. so You can check it out. But like I said, I think it's still going on by the time that we're recording the show. Next up, we have the Astro Spartans Halo 5 1v1 tournament results. First place back to back winner, low tier killer, AKA bound taking home $1,000. So congratulations to bound. Yeah, that's that's all we got for the other tournaments that are happening. Um, Europa Halo, the finals for the Europa Halo Champions League will be taking place, I imagine, next weekend. Because it's now after NOLA. Yep. So. Look out for those. Mocket versus Aerox. Yeah. Yep. Should be good, some good stuff. 
And uh, we'll talk about Mocket in a little bit as well, because they showed up to NOLA as well. But without further ado, Will. Yeah. Something happened over the weekend. Yes. Yeah, it, it was a it was a Halo event. I don't know if you knew. But like uh there was there was a tournament that happened in New Orleans. Oh really? Yeah. So I, I, I just I didn't know if you knew this or not, but like it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Because it's the first like Okay, yeah, obviously it's MLG New Orleans. <laughs> um it was a joint tournament, Halo Five, Gears of War Four. Yep. Gears of War still going on as we're recording this. Correct. Currently Optic Gaming versus Echo Fox in the grand finals. So, and I know we're not a Gears of War podcast, but something cool, something notable to think about. If you haven't watched competitive Gears of War, you really should. It's awesome to watch. And uh, considering it's a rated, I think it's a rated M game. Mm-hmm. Their listen-ins, like when you listen to their listen-ins, they swear all the time. And they don't cut it out. It's it's amazing. They talk so much shit to the other team. It's great. And then also something really notable here. Right now it's Echo Fox versus uh, Opta Gaming in the grand finals. And I believe two out of the four members on or like two two of the members on Echo Fox, I believe, are ex optic members. So there could be some bad blood there. Good rivalries going on there. Go ahead and check that out. It's good stuff. But what we're here to talk about mainly is uh, the Halo 5 tournament recap. Will, do you want to talk about some potential rosters that we got going on here? Roster recap. Yes, we're going to do some roster recap. We'll start with the groups. Yes. So we'll go through the rosters from each group. So in group A, your number one seed, Team Reciprocity, um, Saiyan, Snipe Down, Trippy, and Pistola. Uh, we also had Straight Rippin, which was Destroyed, Nemesis, Rami, and Straight Sick. We had Athletico coming from the Australian New Zealand region, which was Berserk, Colt, Slays, and Pips. And we had Fung 4, Druk, Gilkey, Jazero, and Soul Snipe. In Group B, we had Tox, which is Frosty, Lethal, Royal 2, and Snakebite. Hitman, which was Arctic, Boobadoobo, Demon D, and Ace. Fable Esports, Druk, 85, Riots, Shady, and Shabby Dagger. We also had Gosu Crew, which is commonly Kratos, Denoxide, and Suspector. From Group C, we had Renegades, which is APG, Mikwin, Penguin, and Neptune. Lux Gaming, which was Envor, Super CC, Taluk, and Valkyrie. Berserker Esports from the Latam re- region, Atso, Drift, Bullet, and Noble, and Maki Esports from EU, Squashy, Warlord, Looney, and Outcasts. Warlad, I'm sorry. Group D, we had Elevate. L-Town, Falcated, Spartan, and Sabinator. Sabinator. I always... I heard it both times on stream, so whatever. Lucid Gaming from EU. Kimbo, Respectful, SLG, and Too Foxy. Too Foxy. We also had Splice, Renegade, Shotzi, Stellar, and Eco. And Trifecta. Musa, Rain, Rhinoob, and Shooter. Some notable absentees would just be Lunchbox and Jimbo. Jimbo did come stateside. He's spending time, I believe, with his girlfriend. Yes, I believe so as well. Saw lots of pictures on uh, Twitter. There you go. Them eating and going out and doing things. So at least he's enjoying himself while not playing Halo. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, Lunchbox not being here too. That's kind of a... That's a bigger surprise. We'll see if... Did he just not land on a team or... Maybe not. Or maybe he's taking a break. Yeah. I don't know. 
Who knows? We'll have to. Well, could check out his Twitter and find out maybe too a little bit more information on that. All right, let's get into these four v four placings. So yes, we'll talk about the series. We talk about notable series later on, but let's just get through these first. Well, okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, first place, Splice, taking home a hundred thousand dollars. To say, okay. When we get to the series, my predictions were way off. There was a very big upset that happened later on within the tournament, and we're going to talk about that series because it was a hot one. But Splice, at the very beginning of the tournament, definitely did not show that they were the old Splice of Worlds. They they were one out of every series that took place. On Friday. Right? Yeah. Yep. Out of every series, and I mean every single one, Bravo and Mainstream, that happened on Friday, their series were two out of the only three in which games were lost. Like, it it wasn't 3-0. Two out of the three series, people went up against Splice. For both of those series, they took at least one game off Splice. Every other series that took place on Friday was a 3-0. So Splice were clearly not performing up to their standard. Now, later on within the tournament, things changed. They turned into exactly who they were before. And when it mattered at the very end, they they stepped up and they dominated they basically dominated at the very end based off two game performances that we'll talk about in a little bit. So congratulations to Splice on winning. They're your MLG NOLA champions and we'll see what happens when London comes up. Second place going to Tox, taking home $50,000. Third place going to Renegades, taking home $35,000. Fourth place, going to Trifecta, taking home $25,000. Fifth and sixth place, going to Reciprocity and Hitmen, taking home $10,000 each. And rounding it out, seventh and eighth spot, Elevate. And Berserker Esports taking home $5,000 each. Do you want to talk about the FFA placings? Yeah. Go for it. So, coming in first, this guy has been in the final so many times, and he finally clutched it out. He did. King Nick took home $2,000. His stat line, 39 kills, 15 assists, 29 deaths. The man on his heels for most of the game... Fluriously came in second, $1,250, 37 kills, 16 assists, and also 29 deaths. And third was Septify, took home 750 bucks, 33 kills, 14 assists, 31 deaths. Fourth was Queso, I like that name, mainly because I like cheese. Five hundred <laughs> like bucks. cheese? Yeah. Cheese is great. 500 bucks to him, 33 kills, 20 assists, 36 deaths. Fifth was... Courages? I think they just called him Courageous. Yeah. 
300 bucks, 28 kills, 20 assists, 36 deaths. And six was Pac-Man, 200 bucks, 22 kills, 27 assists, 31 deaths. So congrats to King Nick for taking home the FFA tournament. Not only congrats to King Nick, but congrats to the Halo broadcasting team for actually showing the game. Yeah, they finally covered it for once. Oh my God. When Lottie said yes, yeah, yesterday, because we're recording on Sunday, Mm -hmm. when Lottie said yesterday that uh, we're starting the show off with the FFA finals, I'm thinking to myself, oh, they're going to show it, not actually stream it. But no, they actually did. They streamed the um, previous one at Worlds too. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I completely missed it. I caught it. But they, yeah, they just started that at Worlds. Sweet. Before Good. They, used, they used to just, it was played in the morning before the stream started. Yeah, and it's they, important information. Yeah, it's, it's, people are still interested in that, in what's going on in FFA. Hell yeah. So, so yeah, very cool to see. Indeed. So yeah, again, congrats to King Nick. Well-deserved. Very, very close first second on that as well. Okay. Let's get into these notable series. We got some good ones. The first one, do you mind if I take the first one, Will? Go ahead. Okay. Now, I get it. I 100% get it that Splice were not playing to their full ability on Friday and Saturday. Okay? I understand. But there's something that needs to be said about this Splice versus Lucid series. I don't think enough people are talking about this. We need people to talk about this series, regardless if Splice were competing at 100%. Okay? This is a pool play match. Game one was Oddball on Eden, 150 to 146, going to Splice. Game two was Slayer on Truth, 50 to 47, going to Lucid. Game three was CTF on Refuge, 3 to 1, going to Splice. And game four was Strongholds on Empire, 100 to 78, going to Splice. So Splice won 3 1. But the main thing that I want people to take away from this is that Lucid fought real hard. And they he, they kept things really, really close with, yeah, a splice that wasn't playing at 100%. Yeah, all those score lines were really close. Yes. I mean, Refuge... The CTF wa- wasn't. But it is Refuge. It could have been a lot closer than exactly. 1-3. I mean, you don't know. Exactly. Th- that was the main thing that I wanted people to know. And then... Kills, assists, and the deaths were all around 30 apart. Yeah. For both teams. So, realistically, things were pretty close during that series. I want to give a shout out to the Lucid guys. They, I don't know if they threw together their team, but it's kind of a hodgepodge of members from other EU teams and SLG from the uh, French region as well. Mm-hmm. So, considering how well they were able to do against a splice roster like that. I'm proud of them. So I just wanted people to be aware of that series because when I saw, when I saw that oddball game, that game one, my mind was blown because I'm like, Oh, the splice are going to do what they normally do. And they're just going to win, win, win. And then lucid came out hot and I'm like, what is happening? So I was really happy to see that. You can take the next one, Will. Go for it. All right. So we had Lux Gaming against Berserker Esports. Game one was Oddball on Eden, 150 to 122 Berserker. Game two, Slayer on Truth, 50 to 47 Berserker. Game three was Capture the Flag on Refuge, 3-0 Lux Gaming. 
Game 4, Strongholds on Empire, 180 Lux Gaming. And Game 5 was Slayer on Coliseum, 50 to 47 Lux Gaming. Lux Gaming with the reverse sweep, 3 to 2. Um, stat line, pretty damn close. Incredibly close. Berserker was only ahead by one kill and one death, therefore. And Lux Gaming had one more assist. Magnum kills were within 10 precision kills. Um, Berserker actually had about a... Um, almost 20 or more. A, almost 20, yeah, kill difference. But Lux was able to clutch it out. Yeah, another incredibly close series. Um, Berserker coming from the Latam region, just bringing some heat, some intensity. And based off their placing, they got top eight. Yeah, so they... Uh they showed up. They, um, I believe that Berserker, Lux, and there's another team in that pool all tied for their series score. And Lux got, or not Lux, Berserker got in based off of map. What was it? The, the, the tiebreaker was map wins. And they were able to, to get top eight. Well, I know that, I don't think the third one was in their pool. I think it was Lucid. Lucid. Oh, yes. Yeah. But no, that's, yeah, that's exactly what they said. That's, that's how they got into that top eight. So it was incredibly close between that three-way tie. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is the first time that a Latin American team has gotten top eight at a North American Open event ever. It's great to see. It's incredible to see. I made a, um, a comment. I was talking to Bad at Halo show and some people in the Discord. And I was just commenting on how great the competition was at this event. And, yeah, 100%. And it, and it felt... You know, it was amazing to watch. It just wasn't, oh, your top team sweeping everything. You know, there was constant battling back and forth and teams that were really close. It was it was amazing to see. Talks made us think that it wasn't going to be like the last event. Yeah. For sure. Um, the next series that I wanted to quickly touch on was Lucid versus Trifecta, as a matter of fact. Game 1, Strongholds on the rig, 100-27, going to Trifecta. Game 2 was Slayer on Plaza, 50-42, Lucid. Game 3 was Oddball on Echelon, 150-126, Trifecta. Game 4 was Capture the Flag on Truth, 3-2, Lucid. Game 5 was Slayer on Plaza, 50-44, Lucid. Very close games. Very close. And Trifecta had 9 more kills than Lucid. Six more assists than Lucid, and nine less deaths than Lucid. So, very, very close series. Yep. And even the precision kills, uh, Trifecta only had six more and one more Magnum kill. That's crazy. So, yeah, Absolutely very crazy. even matchup there. <laughs> you can take the next one, Will I Am. All right. Lux versus Mocket. Game 1, Strongholds on the Rig, 100-57, Lux. Game 2, Slayer on Plaza, 50-42, Mocket. Game 3, Oddball on Echelon, 150-118, Lux. Game 4 was Capture the Flag on Truth, 3-1, Mocket. Game 5, Slayer on Plaza, 50-40, going to Mocket for a 3-2 series score, going to Mocket there. Um, again, another close series. Um, Mocket only had... Eight more kills, nine more deaths, or nine less deaths than Lux, and seven more assists. Precision kills were both, um, it was in within five, and they were even on Magnum kills. That's crazy. 
And something of note here is that Lux was automatically placed in pools. Mocket had to come from the open bracket in order to make it into pools, and they were still able to take down Lux in pools. So, pretty crazy to think about. And talking about the Europa, the Europa Halo Champions League that is going to be taking place shortly for the finals, makes me really believe that Mocket will take that final. Yeah, the way they've been performing oh, yeah. lately, yeah, they, uh, they're they the dominating team of that league for sure. They're that league's Tox, or now Splice. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So moving on to the loser's bracket, we had Lucid going up against Berserker Esports. Prepare your butts for this one. Game one was Oddball on Fisher, 150-97 to Berserker. Game two was Slayer on Plaza, 50-45 to Berserker. Game 3 was Capture the Flag on Coliseum, 3-1 going to Lucid. Game 4, Strongholds on Eden, 100-15, Lucid. And last but not least, we had Game 5, Slayer on the Rig, 50-44, Berserker. Berserker Esports taking down what was most likely the best the EU has to offer. Yep. That's crazy. I loved it. It was It was incredible. And the other funny thing is, the games that Berserker won were pretty damn close. The games that Lucid won weren't close at all, score-wise. Sure. So is it maybe Berserker got more of their better map and game mode types that they they won this this series? Very well could be. They won both Slayers, and they won their Oddball, and they only had one Oddball... And they only had one new map, which was the oddball one. Yeah, so that makes me think Berserker was just better practice on the new map. It seems like it. And yeah, that that game four strongholds, 115 lucid. Now, we've seen very even teams have very tilted stronghold games before though, too. It's all about map control. It is. If you can if you can continue map control and keep rotating spawns. You're going to be fine. And that's, I think that's basically what we're seeing here. Yep. Nope, I would agree. Um, so, Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. What I was going to say is Lucid actually had the better stat line overall, yet they were unable to close out this series. So Lucid had eight more kills, 17 more assists, and eight less deaths than Berserker, yet Berserker was able to just hold on and clutch it out. That's crazy seeing that Berserker won both Slayers. That's That means... Lucid had the upper hand on the um, objective games for sure. Besides Oddball. Besides Oddball, because obviously Berserker took that one. Yep. But um, that's probably why we're seeing the the tilted scores on those. Very well. Very well. Take the next one, Will. My favorite series. Oh, this was fucking crazy. My favorite series of the whole event, probably. Just because of the hype surrounding it. Yes. We had Ryan Noob's trifecta. Versus Spartans Elevate. If you guys don't know, they actually hate each other. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, it isn't like, oh, it's all fun and games. Like, oh, we're just going to trash talk during the game, but afterwards we're all buds. No, they don't like each other. So, for reference, during pool play, these teams faced off. And it was a landslide. Yes. Um. So, Spartan started off. Yelling across the stage, oh, yeah. calling out Ryan Noob's name. Well, actually, wasn't there an interview beforehand with Spartan? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. 
and, and he basically confirmed that they don't like yeah, each other at all. Yep, exactly. So Spartan, Spartan, yeah, started off with that interview, and just, he said that he said that um, Rhino is always placed on teams that have to carry him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if he wins, it's because his team carried him. That's what that's what Spartan said. So go ahead, Will. Continue. So anyway, yep. pool play, elevate takes down trifecta here handily uh, handily um and honestly i think because i noticed this once spartan and ryan noob try started trading shouts back and forth that's when trifecta's gameplay seemed to get shaky and it fell apart sure. so i don't know if like ryan noob was trying too hard to prove something or what happened but like once they started yelling at each other that's when things just fell apart for trifecta and i'm just like what the hell You'd think as a as a pro, you'd be able to keep it together and keep your game sense anyway. Before before you get into the series that we're about to talk about, L-Town had a interview. very s- slight interview uh-huh. before this series took place. Yep. And they asked him, is this bad blood between Spartan and Ryanoob like team-wide? Like, do you guys all not like them or whatever? Not, not like him? And he's like, nah, it's just them. Yeah. We'll just... We just do our own thing. It's, yeah, it's kind of funny to watch. Like, yep. That's, that's that what he exactly said. what he said. Yeah, yep. it was. Oh. So it's it's literally only Spartan against Ryanoob. Yep. Like that's what this is. Will take it away. So here we go. Elevate versus trifecta. Game one was strongholds on Plaza. It's 166 elevate, and they looked dominant in that win. They did. Game two, Slayer on Truth, 50 to 46. Trifecta brings it back. Close game two. Yes. All the meanwhile, Ryan Noob and Spartan shouting across the stage. They are indeed. Game three, oddball on Echelon. 150 to 144, elevate. Another very close game. Game four, capture the flag on Refuge. Three to two, trifecta, and we have a game five. Another very close game. We had Slayer on Plaza. (laughs) Game score, 50 to 46. Goes to trifecta. Ryan Noob stands up. Oh, God. Walks right over to Spartan, gets in his face, and the director's cut away. I was like, no, what are you doing? And then it went back. So you did see what he said after the fact, right? What what uh, Spartan you, said? Yes. So Spartan was like, once. You beat me once. And Did you hear what he said before that? No. I did not hear. Okay. So Ryan Noob stands up, walks over to Spartan, gets in his face. Spartan says to him, you're fucking trash. (laughs) You'll never win again. This is the one time you've beat me one time. That's what was the whole. Okay. Anyway, bodyguard gets in between them, breaks up, breaks it up. Yep. But man, that's that's the kind of rivalry that Halo kind of needs. It brings excitement to the games. It brings. I laughed so hard. Yeah. It's it's entertainment value. Honestly, yes. These players hate each other. Do they need to go that far? Probably not, but it is entertaining to watch. And Raidu got his revenge yes. so bad. And you know, even if Spartan does beat him every time, Raidu can always hold that one. I got that one on you. Yep. It's like the the it's underdog true. that got his one win. Right. It's it's so, like it's like the Packers always hold over us, the Minnesota Vikings, that they have Super Bowl wins, and we don't. Yeah. But when we get our one. You best believe that's what we're going to cling on to like crazy. So going into football talk here, sorry to break away. Go for it. Packers fans always say they're the best. You know, they're better than the Vikings. However, since the NFL 
AFL merger back in the 60s, the Vikings have more wins in the NFC North division than the Packers overall. So, But not when it matters. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. We need it to some, matter. It's something I can hold. Sure, there you go. That's your one. Anyway. That's your one. You hold on to anyway, that Anyway, back to Halo. Yes. Josh, what's the next series? Well, before we move on. Oh, you got more. Yeah. So first and foremost, Spartan went to Twitter, um, g- gave his GGs to the other members of uh, that trifecta squad. Musa, by the way, destroying. Yeah, he went off. He was incredible. So Musa, shout out to you. Also, you know what I thought was really funny that I thought of while watching this whole thing transpire? What's the name of their team? Trifecta. Three man and a moose. Uh. Oh, man. Trifecta. Trifecta. Musa. Yeah. No, like trifectas and three people. Yeah. And a Musa. And a Musa. Yeah. So trifecta and a Musa. Yeah, trifecta and a Musa. Ah. <laughs> All right. But no, seriously, Musa like did unbelievably well. He, It was him and... I'm sorry to the other members, but it was really him and Shooter that it was Shooter near the end of that series that really came into his own. Musa was on fire from the from the get go. Seriously, they deserve it. It was crazy. Good for them. Happy to see it. Rain did have some pretty good snipes. He did. And that's and like that's not like shitting on other members of that team. Yeah, obviously. it's just Musa and Shooter kind of stepped up. Exactly. But. Uh, yeah. What? So for this series, yep. Musa and Shooter both had a 1.4 KD. And then Rain had the next best one with 1.8 out of all the players of the series. So those three really stepped up. Ryan Noob was the only one who went negative on their team. <laughs> Therefore, he got carried by his team. So Hey, a win's a win. A win's a win. You yes. take what you get. Now, granted, he did have the most assists or the second most assists. I'm looking at this wrong. It's flipped. Don't look at it wrong. He did have the second most assists on the team. So, yeah, he was doing he was doing teamwork things. Good for him and good for that team. And the reason why I'm saying good for that team is because of this next fucking series that took place. So. If you guys don't recall what we talked about earlier. Trifecta placed fourth in this tournament. Fourth place. They were the 13th seeded team. Came from open bracket and placed fourth. The reason being was because of this next series. Team Reciprocity going up against Trifecta. Game one was capture the flag on refuge. After a shit ton of time, 1-0 going to Reciprocity. Game 2, Slayer on Coliseum. Close one, 50-45 going to Reciprocity. Remember what I said, Trifecta got 4th place, therefore beating Reciprocity in the series, therefore it's going to be a reverse sweep. Game 3 was Strongholds on Empire, 100-67 Trifecta. Game four was Oddball on Eden, 150-75, to Trifecta. And game five, Slayer on the Rig in one of the most crazy things I've witnessed in competitive Halo in quite some time. 50-49 to going to Trifecta. They win the series 3-2 to and they send Reciprocity home with the top 5-6 finish. 
that game five on the Slayer on the rig was rough. Uh, Reciprocity was up 48 to 46. They were. And Trifecta was able to bring that back. Um, Rain was, got that body shot snipe, didn't he? Yep. On the stairs and back cat. Yep. When he jumped up on the ledge, he yep. got the snipe and fell back down. Yep. Um, he then had the opportunity to clean up um, Saiyan, I believe. Yeah, but he got away. He got away. Well, he was one shot. That yep. blew my mind. Um, but what I, what what could have ended the game and should have ended the game, Saiyan and I don't remember who else was over on the stairs there. When um, Rain hit that sniper and he dropped back down, they both could have turned and finished him in the basement. Right. I don't think they noticed he dropped, though. Yep. So, yeah, lapse in communication, just not noticing where he went. Because that other player that was on the stairs at the time that Rain eventually killed because he was low low on health, I think he was looking on the top of the stairs, seeing if there was another player up there because Saiyan was getting shot at. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's rough. I mean, they both had chances to end the game right oh, in yeah. that confrontation. Yep. And then I don't remember who it was, but it, I believe they shot from basement out. Musa um, Moose, Moose, got the final kill. He did. Yep. Um, and we it, weren't able to see it via, via the observer mode, yep. unfortunately. Well, um, from what I could see, because they showed the player outline, he was shooting out of basement window. Okay. And he caught a player doing something and took him out. God, that's unbelievable you know what's more unbelievable though what's that these stats are you ready for this yeah (laughs) kills were dead even at 278 apiece which means deaths were dead even at 278 apiece the only variation was assists where reciprocity actually had more 12 more to be exact Another thing that's interesting here is Trifecta had 33 more power weapon kills Well, they, or power kills. That means with power up or power weapon. So they didn't have 33 more. Oh, yeah. Sorry. They, they had, had about 33, 10 more. 33 total. Yes. Nine more. Yep. Um, precision kills. I'm sorry. That just came out wrong. Um, precision kills. Team Reciprocity, 192 over Trifecta's 179. Yep. And then about... 15 more magnum kills as well. So that just makes me think if reciprocity would have had a little bit more power up control, they would have snagged this. Yep. And that's basically what we were looking at when we get into these talks, uh, these talks splice series, it's where you'll really determine that it's map control and power up slash power weapon control. I know it sounds very basic, Right? Because, it, oh, it's competitive Halo. Obviously, it's about the power weapons that spawn on the map. But no, it, it really is. It can definitely turn the tide of battle, as we've seen in this series. So, making sure you have your team set up correctly to get these spawns on point for when these weapons and power-ups come up, it can definitely help you in the long run. Yep. And it definitely helped Trifecta as they knocked Reciprocity out. And one thing I'm noticing, you know... Like I've talked about before, I'm newer to Halo. Yes. Halo 5 was my first Halo game. Yep. Um, from what I'm seeing when I play online to compared to what these guys are doing, like, it's it's nothing. Like, there's it's no... day difference. Um, and I think that may be one of my faults is when I'm playing is I'm trying to set up like, like almost like a pro player where I'm staying on the starting half of the map while my teammates are completely running around the other side and then I get, get singled out. Right. Well, you're putting you're putting yourself in hopefully better positions on the map 
because you have a feeling where you know enemies are going to come from, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, yeah, if you're solo queuing, it's kind of a bitch. Yep, I mean, it's rough. Yeah. So, but then again, when you're playing with a team of four, then you're more than likely going to get matched with a team of four, in which case you have more issues there. So, you keep doing what you're doing. Just Be- keep learning. That's yeah. what I, That's what I got to do. Exactly. And... You're only going to get better with practice, and the fact that you're taking into consideration what these guys are doing, the guys who get paid for it, the guys who've been practicing day in, day out, I mean, without splice, but regardless. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> right? And I'll have a little bit of a rant after we have our recap here, but um, no, seriously, keep doing what you're doing. It's it. You're doing the smart thing. You're getting in position when you need to. It's good shit. Will. Yeah. Take the first winner's bracket match we got here. All right. So our first winner winner's bracket, Tox versus Renegades. This was in winner's round two. Yes. Um, so game one, Strongholds on Plaza, 100 to 44 Tox. Slayer on Truth, 50 to 39 Renegades. Game three was Oddball on Echelon, 150 to 143 Renegades. <clears throat> game four, Capture the Flag on Truth. One to zero tox. Capture the flag on refuge. Refuge. I said truth. Yeah. My bad. Game five. So it brings us to a game five. And that was a 50 to 39 Slayer game on Plaza going to tox. I'm reading things in the wrong order here. It's okay. I, I it's apologize. Late. It's late. I get it. We don't <laughs> normally do this. We're out of our comfort zone, but we're doing it live. So getting to the stats here. Tox only had three more kills. Then Renegades, four less deaths. That makes me think Renegades was committed, did a suicide at one point. Very well could have. Um, but Renegades with twenty more assists. So they're tr- they're put they're trying to get that team shot down. Um, power weapon, power kills. I shouldn't say power weapon. I'm but it's power kills. So fourteen apiece. Dead even. Dead even. Tox or Renegades had ten more about ten more precision kills. And about 15 more Magnum kills. So. It was. It was Tox. Taking care of. of, uh, Objectives then. Yeah. That's really what it was. Um, Surprising to see Renegades. Be able to put up that much firepower. Against the powerhouse that is Tox. Right. But uh, yeah. Tox did end up taking it 3-2. Right. And so. We're not going to talk about this series. Because it wasn't very close. But. um, So. It was Tox versus Renegades. In that winner's round two. Tox wins, which means Renegades are dropped to the loser's bracket. Let me talk about this next series, and then I'll talk about the one I was going to talk about in a second. Tox versus Splice, then, in the winner's finals. Game one was Oddball on Fisher, 150 to 100, going to Tox. Tox starting out strong. Now, it is on a new mode with a new map, and we'll get to my rant later. But we know that based off their interviews that they had and what they've already been telling us, Splice are the least practiced team coming into this event. Game two was Slayer on Refuge. 50 to 40 going to Tox. Game three was Capture the Flag on Coliseum. 3 to 1 going to Splice. Splice turning things around a little bit. Game four was Strongholds on the Rig. 165 going to Tox. Game 5, Slayer on Truth, 50-40 to 40 going to Splice. Once they start winning, they don't like to stop. 
<laughs> Game six was oddball on Eden, 150 to 72 going to Splice, which means we have a game seven. Game seven was Slayer on Plaza, 50 to 28 going to Splice. Splice drops Tox down to the loser's bracket to fight against Renegades in the loser's bracket finals. That uh, Slayer on Plaza game seven, Splice seemed to just turn it up right there. Yep. It's like they just, oh, we're going to go to 11 now. And uh, it was surprising to see. And Tox just didn't have an answer. It was what we used to talk about before when um, it was always Tox being like, there's a switch that goes off. It's their time to win. They take a seat back and they're like, hey, we're, hey, remember when we used to win things? Yeah, let's go back to doing that again. And then they just do. That's yeah. exactly what Splice did. Yep. Those last three games, they looked back and they're like, we're the world champs. And we've won the past four lands in a row. Uh, Guys, can we start winning again? That'd be great. And it's exactly what they did. Yeah. So the was it the series you were going to mention then was was going to be the Tox res or not reciprocity? I keep wanting to say it. Me too. Renegades because we expected reciprocity <laughs> to be further up in this, but whatever. So Tox Renegades in the losers finals. Yeah, and it was four one. It was Tox yeah. dominated. They did, but it, it wasn't anywhere close. Yep. I wanted to say I was surprised you didn't include the series, but I guess there wasn't much to talk about other than I noticed Tox turned up the dial too during that. Yeah. Game. They, they seemed did. to, um, they lost that first game, I believe. Yep. And then it was just go, go, go. Tox dominating. They looked like they were on Splice's level. Yes. The way they were flying around the map, moving, getting the team shots. It's, I thought they were going to be able to take down Splice. As we know, Splice won. So it's not like any. Well, in the final interview with, uh, with Splice, with Shotzi on Splice, he makes mention that. During those series against Tox, they took what they've done. They moved a lot faster. They were a lot more aggressive. They had a lot more map presence. Mm -hmm. They played like they... I think Shotzi's words were, they didn't play like they played at Worlds. Yeah. So, obviously threw them for a little bit of a loop, but... But let's get into these final series. Well, before before we do that real quick... uh, just quickly noting on that Tox vs. Splice Winners Finals Game 7 series, there the stats lines were Splice had 26 more kills, 23 less deaths, Tox had 34 more assists, Tox actually had two more power kills, but then Splice had about 20 more precision kills and about 20 more magnum kills as well. Yeah. So there's that. But Will, go ahead. Take it away for these Grand Finals. Okay, so... Tox versus Splice, Grand Finals. Game 1, Capture the Flag on Refuge. 3-0, Tox. Game 2, Slayer on Truth. 50-44, Tox. Game 3, Strongholds on Eden. 100-48, Tox. Game 4, Oddball on Fisher. 150-55 for 4-0 series going to Tox. And we have a bracket reset since Tox came from the loser's bracket. 4-0. Yeah, that was the first time Splice has been 4-0, like, ever, I believe. Yeah. That Uh, was unbelievable. Yeah, Tox seemed to be playing on another level at that point. And I think... So I'm going to use what Clutch said 
after this 4-0 series took place. Well, actually, first, do you want to talk about the stats real quick? Sure. Okay, and then I'll say what I'll say. Um, stats for this. Tox had 61 more um, kills, 63 less deaths, which which is crazy considering it was only a 4-0 series. It went it was, by really quick. It went by really quick. Yep. And they also had 60 more assists. Um, Those power kills. Oh power kills. God. 10 for Tox, 2 for Splice. Precision kills, Tox had about, what, 40 more? Almost yep. 40 more? Yep. And then, again, 30 more Magnum kills? Yeah. Jesus. So, Tox coming out hot. The hell happened? In the first winner's bracket. Yeah. Or grand finals bracket. But then we move on to a second grand finals bracket. Right. And the thing I wanted to say real quick was, I, I think, so if you watch that last game, that fourth game, that oddball on Fisher, after the series took place, after that first one, uh, Clutch said that maybe it was just Splice thinking that, you know what? Fuck it. We want the bracket reset because now we can just take it and do what we normally do. So, Will, go ahead. Take that second series. Okay. Oddball on Echelon, first game, 150 to 67, Splice. Second game was uh, Refuge, uh, Slayer, 50 to 29, going to Tox. We then had Capture the Flag on Coliseum, 3-1, going to Splice. Strongholds on Plaza, 100 to 0, going to Splice. Holy shit. The, Tox couldn't do anything that game. It they was, couldn't. Splice just completely shut it down. They had complete control. It was crazy to see. Yep. I was shocked that Tox couldn't get anything going here. I don't think I've ever seen that happen in a grand finals of any recent, no, in of any tournament. A uh, hundred to zero? Yeah. You're talking about? Yeah. Yep. It's freaking nuts. Yep. Um, Slayer on Coliseum was the next game. 50 to 47 Tox. We then had, we then had Oddball on Eden. 150 to 23 and Splice are your champions of NOLA. Winning 4-2. Winning 4-2, yep. So again, like Clutch said, I think because of that fourth game in that first series, they're like, all right, fuck it. Well, we'll take the loss here. We'll take that bracket reset, and then we'll win. And they basically did just that. I think that first series, they saw what Tox was bringing, realized what they had to do. And yeah, like you said, they got the bracket reset, turned up, and they took it home. Exactly. Um, stat line, Splice had 10 more kills, 9 less deaths. Um, Tox had 18 more assists. Power weapon kills were pretty close. Everything was pretty much even for power kills, precision kills, and magnum kills. Yeah, they were really close, actually. So, Splice just holding down the maps. Better control. They were. Um, Should we get into some notable statistics? Let's do it. Let's do it up. Do you want me to take deaths or you want to start? Uh, you go ahead and start. Deaths per game. Oh, this is all courtesy of Halo Data Hive. We already shot you out before. Gotta shot you out again. You do amazing work. Keep it up. Deaths per game. With the least amount. Snipe down. 9.71. Royal 2 with 10.2. Booba Dooba with 10.3. Trippy with 10.6. Taulek from Lux Gaming, 10.7. San with 10.9. Squashy from Mocket, 11. 
Warlad from Mocket, 11. Suspector with 11. And Pistola with 11.1. What I really like here is he also included the amount of games each person played. So you can kind of see if the stats might have been skewed a little bit. I like um, it as well. Anyway, going into assists per game. Lethal with 11. Penguin with 10.9. APG, 10.8. Gilkey, 10.7. Ryan Noob with 10.3. Neptune with 10. Frosty with 9.9, Snakebite with 9.9, Rain with 9.8, and Spartan with 9.7. Something to note there, Ryanub, while yes, he was the one that went negative on his team, we did talk about his assists, Yep. So. and it clearly proved that he was being a team player for his team. I think that's kind of always been his role. He's never really been the aggressor. Sure. He's just the sit back, get shots on people, let everyone else clean it up. Makes sense to me. Next up, we have kills per game. Mickwin at the top with 15.7. Snipe down 14.9. Neptune 14.8. Musa with 14.8. Congratulations to him. Frosty with 14.8. Royal 2 with 14.8. Spartan with 14.7. Destroyed with 14.5. Juzero with 14.3. And Shotzi with 14.3 as well. Surprised to not see... More splice members higher up in that list. Yeah. But whatever. They had, they had a really rocky start. Yeah. Friday, Saturday. So we move into highest KDAs. Snipe down, 2.4. Royal 2, 2.1. Penguin, 2.1. Trippy, 2.1. Milkwind, 2.0. Boobadoobo, 2.0. Snakebite, 2.0. Pistola, 2.0. Saiyan, 1.9. And APG, 1.9. Every member of Reciprocity was on this list. Yep. And they got sixth place. Objective. That's all I got to say. Basically. I was going to say, because I was watching their Oddball Eden games. And they don't do well on Oddball Eden. They don't pick up the fucking ball. I think sometimes reciprocity can be too timid with their objectives. They they need to get in there. Um, and this was noted during the games by the casters as well, is that they're overslaying. Yeah, they focus more on the kills than the objective. Which is why you're seeing these stat lines. Right. They're failing. They want to have over control of the map when they don't need it. No, and they're not, not pushing... They're, they're not pushing to the objectives at the right times. They're slaying, trying to get kills, but it, they're not capitalizing on that extra time they have. And the other thing I'm seeing as well is that you need a lot of these teams are taking those scrappy points that they can get via oddball because it's what you're given at the time. Right. I mean, a team will literally pick up the ball for a second just to throw it off the map. Right. Just to pick up one point. Or to just keep moving it. Yeah. And it's... I'm not seeing reciprocity do any of that. And they need to be doing that if they expect to win these oddball games. They need to get that grit to them, that scrappiness, that fight. Yes, they can slay and kill, but when it comes to objectives, sometimes you just you got to get in there and do it. Right. Um, yeah. I, I hope they notice that they've done this and then they, they change and they learn and evolve for the next uh, for London, really. Exactly. I want to see it. Next up, we had highest KD. 
So this is not assists included. Um, Snipedown with 1.5, Royal 2 with a 1.4, Mickwin with a 1.3, Trippy with a 1.2, Shotzi with a 1.2, Suspector with a 1.2, Snakebite with a 1.2, Penguin with a 1.19, Sane with a 1.18, and Pistola with a 1.17. Again, all four members of Reciprocity on this list. Take it away, Will. All right. So here's uh, where my theory kind of uh, comes true with Ryan Noob putting shots down and his teammates cleaning them up. Highest damage per game. Ryan Noob, 25 or 2550.17. So yeah, highest damage per game per the tournament went to Ryan work. Noob. He did work. So yeah, I mean, sure, maybe he's not. Well, he also had the most, he had some of the most assists too. Yeah. So, so obviously he was doing work. He I know. I just damage. like, I feel like everyone has this negative view on him oh, that sure. he doesn't. That he's yeah. not a great player, but everyone yet, thinks he's washed. He's he's putting down damage. Maybe he's not the best, you know, slayer, or he he's got some work to do. But he must be a good teammate, though. Yeah, he's got to be a good teammate. Yep. Mickwin, two thousand four hundred eighty-six. We then had Spartan, two thousand four hundred sixty-one. Frosty, two thousand four hundred and one. Falcated also with two thousand four hundred and one. Destroyed. 2,375, Penguin, 2,340, Royal 2, 2,298, Straight Sick with 2,296, and Druck 84, 2,294. Good stuff. Stronghold captures per game, Ju Zero with an 8.5, Druck with an 8, Mr. Soul Snipe with a 7.5, Outcast with a 7, Kratos. With a 6.6, L-Town with a 6.2, Tufaxi with a 5.8, SLG with a 5.8, Pistola with a 5.8, and Taulik with a 5.7. I think you're seeing a little bit of, uh, you know, the the lower teams with higher scores there just because they only played two games each. Yeah, which is it, fine. Yeah, it looks like the farther you got down the score line, the more games those people have played, which... Makes sense. You don't want the same person doing the same thing every game because teams will learn. Right. So, yeah. So, here we go. Stronghold defenses per game. Spartan with 3.7. Sabinator with 3.0. Envor with 2.5. Arctic with 2.5. Looney with 2.5. APG with 2.4. Riots with 2.3. Snakebite with a 2.2. Tallock with a 2.2 and Frosty with a 2.0. Very nice. Stronghold secures per game. We had Envor with a 2.7, Squashy with a 2.5, Sabinator with a 2.25, uh, Snakebite with a 2.25, Musa with a 2.1, Mickwin with a 2, Spartan with a 2, Stellar with a 2, Looney with a 2, and Lethal with a 2. So many 2s. All the 2s. All right. Flag defense per game. Falcated 1.33, Shady 1.33, Shabby Dagger 1.33, Druck 1.33. We had uh, Super CC Evades with a 1.2, Straight Sick with a 1.2, Sabinator with a 1.17, Two Foxy with a 1.0, Kimbo with a 1.0, and Frosty with a 1.0. Flag returns per game, Falcated with a 1.5, Kratos popping up again with a 1.0, SLG with a 0.8, Rami with a 0.8, Soul Snipe with a .75, APG with a .71, Looney, Pips, Riots, 
and Druck85 all with a .67. Flag captures per game. Saiyan with a 1.4. Shotzi with a 1.13. L-Town with a 1.0. Penguin, Warlord, Druck, and Sabinator all with a 1.0 as well. Musa with a .88. Arctic with a .83. And Nemesis with a .8. And Josh, yes. it's your favorite stat line of the series, of the tournament. Of what? all of HCS Pro Talk, what ladies is it? and gentlemen, for the first time, we actually have ball duration per game. Oh, man. Here we go. APG with a 65.43. Trippy with a 60. Sabinator with a 59.4. Shotzi with a 58.33. Noble with a 55.80. Destroyed with a 50.5. Ace with a 49.83. Respect full with a 49.25. Lethal with a 48.5. And rounding out my favorite one, Ryan Noob with a 46.83. I got to finally say it. How do you feel? It feels great. I wanted I wanted oddball. I really did. I I wanted different I wanted variation. I wanted new things included. I was sick of watching the three same game types over and over and over and over and over again. I was sick of sa- watching the same maps over and over and over and over and over again. So so with that being said, yeah. Was the addition of oddball the two maps and yep. the variation of capture the flag on the new map? Yep. Enough to keep it refreshing for you? For me, yes. I don't. I can't speak for everybody. Yeah. But for me, yeah. I had, a, I had a hell of an enjoyable time. I'm going to... Okay. I'm going to enjoy it no matter what. I'm biased. Okay? I like it too much. But, I'm yeah, I'm not lying when I say that watching CTF... What? CTF Fathom replays over and over again is boring as hell? It is. Were there... There weren't any replays... There were. There were? Early? Well, there was a disconnect. I think there was a replay because of a disconnect. Yeah. But I don't think there was a replay because of a tie. Because, yeah, that's what I was Yeah, I don't thinking. think so. No, there was... Yeah. I don't think so, so that was eliminated, good. which is great. Right. Now, the thing I'm seeing on Twitter, what Lethal tweeted out um, is that he wants Oddball to be brought back to 200 instead of 150 because he felt like there was not enough time to come back. I can agree with that. As games that we saw, and I'm not even talking about like just the Tox versus Splice. I'm talking about in other games as well. It, it's been very lopsided, and teams have not had a chance to come back. So I think bringing it back to 200 would be fine. Um, I did not get bored. I probably wouldn't get bored either. Um, I thought that the CTF on Refuge worked really well. I liked how it wasn't proximity where you could just stand near the flag and it would return. You had that 15-second timer. I think the 15 seconds works. And yeah. Yep. I really liked... I really like capture the flag on refuge now. Yeah, it's it works really well. I love. Um, was it Splice was playing? I think it was Tox. I don't remember exactly what what matchup it was, but okay. they kept getting touches on it at the last second to keep the flag alive on the run. Sure, and it was amazing to see because it made Tox not be able to push out. Yep, and because they were running the flag as well, so both flags were out and they were just at a standstill. So that was kind of like your flag standoff, but. It wasn't a flag standoff where people were hiding and sitting around. It was 
they actually had to get in position and make slays, and it kept the action moving. It was not only really that, good to see. But the flag doesn't need to be home to score. Yeah. So even if both flags are out, you can still make plays on that because you don't need to rely on your teammates to get the flag back at home, which is fantastic. So I get, it wouldn't work for other maps, which is why it only is on mm-hmm. Refuge at this point in time. Or maybe it would work on other maps. I don't fucking know. But... I agree. It, it makes it far more entertaining. It makes it so far more bigger plays can happen at any given time. But yeah, I think Refuge is a great addition. Yep. And so going back to Oddball. Yes. Um, you know, Tashi put out in that um, that update that the 200 score limit was just taking too long. The timing was too long. I don't think it... Well, so, uh, we saw the bar graph, so obviously yeah. it must have been in matchmaking, but maybe a tournament setting would be different. That's possible. What about meeting in the middle at 175? I think that would be a good compromise to start out to try. I think it has to be either or. You think so? Yeah. I think that 175 is a little bit too weird of a score number. Okay. I see where you're coming from, Yeah, but I think it has to be either or. All right. Just a thought. I'd be fine if they tried that, though. Yeah. I'm down to try anything. I, I, I do think that 150 is too low, though. Yep, for tournament play, it, the game seemed to end fast. I mean, the, uh, the other thing I look at is this... T- I mean, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I interrupted you. No, I think from what I noticed, and I'm not sure if this happened most of the time, but the, the team that started out with the longest ball duration, you know, a team usually would have a, a start-off run of 50 or 60 points. They seem to win it most of the time. Right. Because they had that upper hand right away. So it, it kind of comes down to starting strats then. Sure. And then, but the other thing is too, so Gears of War, okay? I'm going to hit back on this just, just for a second. They only play Escalation. What that is, there's three points on the map, okay? Your team goes out, you try to cap those things, you get, point, you get more points, you have two. If you get all three, then you just automatically win that round, Okay. First to seven gets the map win. First mm-hmm. to three wins the series. Okay? Yep. Those games, they were still going when Halo's stream ended. Therefore, their games are naturally longer. And they still have more people watching than they do the Halo one. And now I get it's because they they all they produce more content throughout like seasons and whatnot. It's not just they cast tournaments and that's it. They also have other things running as well. But the fact of the matter is, if you just increase Oddball to 200, how much more time is that realistically going to add to a tournament? Sure. Who cares? So you, they should bring it to 200. They should make it more. All right. Will, is there anything else you'd like to talk about for NOLA specifically? We have our notable stories, which we already talked about. Yeah, we talked about it throughout. So, again, just to recap. Go ahead. It was amazing to see Berserker make top eight coming from LATAM. First time ever. First time ever. The Ryan Noob Spartan rivalry was popping and it was great. It was great. Um, Team Reciprocity is a number one seed being knocked out by a 13th seed. Coming from the open bracket. Yeah, so that guarantees them... I mean, yeah, they, they guaranteed them top four right there for NOLA. And then, you know, they, I would have liked to see them push farther. I, oh, yeah. I was kind of, after sure. they took out Reciprocity, I was kind of rooting for them. 
Oh yeah, underdog like, story. Underdog story. Yeah, like oh, that would have been really cool if they kind of made us at least up until talks. Right. And the other thing is the other thing I'm going to say is that um. Oh my god. Never mind. Continue. I'll come back to. So it. does that their top four placing here? Yeah. That's got to solidify them for a higher placing in London. It could, but we we still have more tournaments to take place, yep. like more two game battles, pro points. I remember what I was going to say. I believe it was forgot who tweeted it out, but I believe they said that this is the first time an open bracket team has gotten top four at a tournament since 2007 Meadowlands, I think is what that tweet said. Yep, that sounds right. I read that tweet as well. That's crazy. It's been that long. Since like a big upset. It was huge. It was a huge upset. Yeah. Like, I I was expecting, like, I wanted reciprocity. I'm wearing my fucking jersey right now. I, w- I wanted reciprocity to win the whole thing, right? I thought Splice weren't going to show up. They clearly did. We knew Tox was going to be there, okay? Yep. And I put Tox second, so I got one prediction right. But, man, Trifecta just killing it. So I, I have, I have no bad, like no hard feelings or anything. Like, yeah, I was rooting for reciprocity, but I'm so glad that there was so much more competition this tournament. So much more. Any team realistically had a chance. Yeah. It was. Oh man, it was so good to watch. Yeah. Go ahead. No, continue. that's that's gonna be about it. I'm just excited to see what happens going forward. Yeah. Um. It was it, like like you said the teams brought some fire this weekend. They really the did. upsets were great. I think this was a really good weekend for Halo in general. Yes, just the amount of um, the hype at the event. And there's the, going to be a Halo Three two v two tournament at DreamHack. That's yeah, cool that's going to bring some more excitement to the Halo world because that's what people want. Yeah, is Halo Three tournaments. So it's great to see. And then they're also hoping that after the finals. Uh, that they announced that MCC will be the moving forward for tournaments until Infinite comes out. So we'll just have to wait and see if that's actually going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised at this point in time if it did happen, but who knows? Yep. We'll have to see. All right. So then uh, links to brackets, VODs will all be included in the show notes. Indeed. Next up, we got some shout outs. First and foremost, a couple community members for doing some incredible work, not only over this weekend, but time and time again. Moses FPS and Halo Data Hive, their Twitters are included. Please, if you don't follow them yet, you need to follow them. And then also, I'm going to name drop like a motherfucker right now, okay? (laughs) So, a couple episodes ago, I think, two or three episodes ago, I said that I'm going to try to get in contact with somebody about coming onto the show and talking about why they're so against Sprint. That individual that I talked about was none other than Moses. I sent... Moses, I dove into your DMs. I don't know if you listen to this show, but I dove into your DMs. So please, I'll send you another one. Or I'll just I'll just shout you out on, on actual Twitter, not in the DMs. But uh, we'd love to have you on the show to talk about why... Like, because we're, we're more, more or less indifferent about Sprint. We'd be fine with it being included as long as maps are made around it, so on and so forth. But we've heard your opinion on Twitter. Um, we respect your opinion on Twitter, and we think you could bring a very constructive uh, 
just talking point to the show. So if you'd like to be on it, I'll reach back out on Twitter as well. We'd love to have you on. We can discuss Sprint in further detail. Um, the next thing, the next people I wanted to shout out are all of the HCS uh, casters, analysts, and observers for, that all took place over the weekend. So, and we'll include Twitter links to everybody we talk about as well. So Gaskin, Bravo, Strongside, Onset, Lottie, Elamite, Walshy, Clutch, Golden Boy, Wonder Boy, Hines, and Nighty Knight. Shout out to all of you guys. Shout out to all the um, broad, the, oh my God, what the hell am I trying to say? Everybody behind the scenes, everybody that we don't get to see on camera, everybody that's just doing the work to make the broadcast as best as possible, not only for Halo, but for Gears as well. You guys made that event what it was. So shout out to all of you as well. I don't know you guys by name, but please know that your work is appreciated and we definitely notice. Um, so yeah, Twitter, Twitters will be provided in the show notes. You can go and check those out. Next up, we have a couple community creations for you. First and foremost, Campy, we miss you. We want you back. We can't wait for you to be back. I don't know when it's going to be. I imagine when Infinite comes out, you'll be back in full stride. But uh, Apple Fanatic put out a Halo 5 montage. It's Campy's Halo 5 montage number two. He made it just as like a fun little side project, but it's very well done. Very nostalgic. Go ahead and check that out. And then also The Goat, Ogre 2, Halo 1 montage by Snipetality. Snipetality been around for a very long time, adding in montages. Ogre 2, he's been around for a very long time as well, as a pro player, as an analyst, as a coach. So, go ahead and check out that montage. And it's all MCC clips, if I'm not mistaken, but they are insane. Like, if you thought that he wasn't that good anymore, oh boy, his shots are on point. At least in Halo 1. So go ahead and check those out. Will... We've made it this far on our Sunday evening. Do me a favor. Plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, you can join our Xbox club. Search for HCS Pro Talk. That's where we'll be hosting our community playdates going forward. Notes will be included for that. Um, you can join our Spartan company over at HaloWaypoint.com. Again, HCS Pro Talk. Also, search for HCS Pro Talk on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can find us there for all the content that we produce. You can find us everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired, Will. And I'm hungry. We made it through the show. We did. We made it through the show. It was an incredible tournament. Yes. Very, very happy with the results. Yes, I wish Reciprocity placed higher, but I'm glad somebody at least gave uh, Splice a run for their money. Um, super happy for Trifecta making top four, Berserker making top eight. London is going to be insane. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens there because I know jet lag is a thing. Yeah. So these NA teams all traveling for the, I mean, one of the first times, you know, they really haven't had that big of sure. a travel before. But I want to see how they adjust to it. But not only that, but the fact that Berserker got top eight yeah. via all that travel as well. So, it's awesome to see. Um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for HCS Pro Talk for this week. But we'll be back next week. And uh, what we're going to talk about, I have no idea yet. We'll figure it out. <laughs>
But uh, hopefully we'll have some Halo Champions League, uh, Halo, uh, Europa Halo Champions League to talk about. That finals is coming up. Maybe we'll have a little bit more Pro Battle League news for the next season. Who knows? We'll have to find out about that as well. But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you next week. But until then, bye bye